0: We're getting ready to uh, release dial- like a dialectical materialism two-parter, but uh, the too long didn't read is it's pretty much trying to explain how uh, history is science, and like all of history is related to the cycles of production and the experiments to break from uh, the typical like slave slave driver relationship relations of labor. But um, that makes sense. Yeah, that that's definitely the too long didn't read. But um, one time Dave was like, "You ready for uh, Daddy Stalin episode?" And I'm like, mm, "Nope, we got a guest today." Goes, "Oh fuck, didn't realize that, but that's okay because we just kind of shoot from the hip anyway." So
1: I love that we're too lazy to text out dialectical materialism when we talk about it, so we just we just call it Daddy, Stalin, Daddy, Daddy Stalin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's a great shorthand.
3: All right, are you guys ready to do uh, intros and claps and all that bullshit? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay.
2: do you, Wait. Robert. How does da- how does Daddy Stalin end up <laughs> being dialectical materialism?
0: Because Joseph Stalin wrote. Um, I'm not sure if it was originally who. A... You know the you know the guy that didn't like Trotsky. You dirty fucking trot bastard. Oh,
2: shit. <laughs> that's like that's like hating fun. I I can't believe it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the reason that, that that fucker got an ice pick in the head.
2: <laughs> Look, was Trotsky a messy bitch? Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> is that absolutely the best kind? And you know it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes.
3: All right, so we'll do the intro Tight. and then we can just go back to bullshitting and figure out what we want to talk about first.
1: Tight. I do have a quick story about NPR uh, I want to tell at some point. Oh, <out. Elliot>. hell <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh,
2: look, that's the first thing we're going to do after introductions because uh, Brett here is very finicky about the order. So
4: was,
2: uh, <laughs> we don't want people to think this is some fly by night bullshit podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Then you got the wrong fucking yeah. guests. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: I have Rob, so yes, it's always challenging. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'll do the intro. It'll be me, John, Rob. It'll come back to me. Yeah, we know how introductions work. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It'll come back to me, and then I'll kick it to you guys, and you guys can talk and like the podcast and everything.
2: Tight, tight. Okay, I'll do, I'll do my best. <laughs>
3: all right, everybody, welcome back to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Relentless Board. Uh, this is
5: John at Callie underscore TFF.
2: M- my names... <laughs> fuck, it's harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Rob at Dumb and Awful. All
3: right, and today we have with us Chris and Dave from the Mandatory OT Pod.
0: What's up? What is up, everybody? We are coming at you from the northern panhandle of good old West Virginia here for all fellow workers of the Ohio Valley of Wadman for West Virginia. Mandatory OT, this is Chris.
2: I just, I, I hate, I hate that Brett goes into his, like, Chris Hardwick voice. He never talks like this other than... <laughs> <West Coast. laughs> It's literally, like, introduction to and emotionally abusing women are the only time I've ever about this. Oh, man. Oh,
4: Never man. Uh, elsewhere is he doing this.
2: In fairness, he's good at both those <laughs>
3: things. Dave, you had an NPR story for us?
1: Oh, yeah, so, okay. So, uh, my, uh... My uh, uh, my aux cord adapter, or whatever, because my fucking phone doesn't have a uh, uh, headphone jack. So that thing broke. So in my car, I've been forced to listen to either shitty like modern country, because that's all that's available here in the Ohio Valley. Or there's literally, I mean, there's literally like 20 country stations yeah. that all play Blake Shelton all the time. And there, <laughs> but there's also uh, NPR. So for the good old, you know, for those best resilient hot takes i listen to npr and today on my way to this very show i turn it on and right they're right in the middle and they're talking about like i hear someone miss or they uh, say nationalism i'm like oh great well it turns out that they're interviewing some white nationalists from ukraine
0: of course <laughs> <laughs> we're all the best white nationalists they come from are they interviewed one? Uh, again.
2: We, this is a this is a limited. We only have so much time on this podcast. So if you just want to say Ukrainian next time, I feel like <laughs> people get it. They, if They're listening to this. They understand Slavs.
1: I, I love it. Like they're interviewing him, and like he has a translator and stuff. And like the last sentence is is well, we're not neo Nazis. People call us neo Nazis, and and we just think that's there to scare the children. And then the interviewer says, well, as I turned and left to go out his office, on the door, there was a blonde, blue-eyed white woman holding a blonde, blue-eyed baby. And the picture said, keep the race safe. And I wasn't really sure what to think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, And then, hold on,
1: and then the very next segment was about Beyonce at Coachella.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like the dumb motherfucker when Eric Porterfield was like, and I'm going to take my daughter for a swim if she was like a lesbian and the reporter said elaborate on take him for a swim and didn't just go you mean you want to drown your kid (laughs) it's like that should be your reaction but instead you're going to be ecumenical but ecumenical to the wrong motherfuckers i've only
1: heard a little bit of this guy talk about how white should kill everyone but i'm still not sure what to think about him you know i just you know we got to hear the nordic model
2: was good NP- Dapper suit, though. No one can argue that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Andy likes Seinfeld? <laughs> Time to get in line.
3: NPR is like the, the uber-liberal media station because they will yes, stop at the. nothing to re, to resist giving any sort of categorical label to anything.
4: Uh, <laughs> these,
3: these women identify as lesbians. It's like you could just call them lesbians. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, this this guy who likes to dress up in a Nazi costume is a real interesting character. Like, he's a Nazi. You can just call him a Nazi, NPR. It's okay. But they don't
0: like that term. It scares the kids. He has some very interesting views on race. Now let's hear him out.
3: I love the term interesting. It's so vague <laughs> and meaningless.
0: We're, we're going to let
3: this guy talk some pure fucking crazy fascist nonsense now. Interesting. All right, to,
1: exactly. all right, to NPR, to them, uh Despite the, the real fact, to them, everything is interesting.
0: <laughs> that's because they're fucking white bread. If you put ketchup on white bread, it's, it's more gonna be interesting. interesting. Yeah, that's true. It's not going to be good, but it's going to be interesting.
2: <laughs> true. Damn. I, I like how I've been on this podcast for a while now, and, and it's there's hours upon hours of takes where, you know, Brett's like, and here's the thing about the deficit. And nothing really stuck with me until you said like, ketchup on bread would be an improvement. And I've just been (laughs) silently thinking about it. Now, you like, I'm think- gonna have to log off and get my thoughts together in a personal essay and then come back and <laughs> now, express myself.
0: Y- y'all think ketchup on bread's interesting. Try that fucking mayonnaise on bread.
1: No, dude, try that ketchup in hot water and mix it around <laughs> for
4: that
2: poor man's tomato soup. <laughs> that
1: soup, yeah. Yeah, man. He's
2: <laughs> so, living that shit. Look, I'm familiar with the mayonnaise sandwich, but I'm never mixing water into <laughs> ketchup.
1: <laughs> mix it around, put some crackers in it. It's tomato soup, yo.
2: No, so the only time you should put water in a ketchup is if you got high and used all of your roommates. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, this hunt's shit's real bad, huh?
3: <laughs> I was gonna say, do y'all do Brunswick stew up
0: there? What the fuck is that? I
3: have no idea what you just said. Uh, Brunswick stew is this like uh, Georgia deep South stew, and we do use ketchup for it. Like it's oh, ketchup and no. water as the base. It is good though. It used to be squirrel as well, back when it was a very super poor southern thing. But that's oh, all squirrel I sounds
0: tight, but... It was good. It's fucking delicious. But it's a but shitload no, our, of
3: ketchup. So much ketchup our, and water.
0: <laughs> our high school back in the day used to, like... Oh, my high school, not Dave's. Used to have on the menu, like, it would have, like each thing in like the food group it was. Like meatloaf, like meat, uh, yeah, milk is dairy in uh, an apple, fruit and ketchup would be labeled the fucking vegetable. Oh yeah.
3: oh yeah. <laughs> pizza. pizza. <laughs> pizza. Pizza's to- got tomato sauce. It's got a
2: vegetable.
1: <laughs> it's got dairy. It's Welcome- got, yeah, it's got it's wheat. It's got protein. Yeah, yeah. man. It's pizza's Welcome everything you need.
2: <laughs> I ate pizza at my public school every day for lunch for two years. Yeah, same. Uh, just Papa John pizza. Because you could either get their shitty cafeteria food, or if you're on the basketball team, you could just (laughs) cut the line of everybody and order a full pepperoni pizza. Is that the best way to do nutrition? No. Yes. You know. Yes, you have to have, you
1: got to have the basketball players uh, uh, cut in line. That's what you got to have the football players cut in line. How else are you going to get any attention for your school?
0: (laughs) Right, right. Fuck yeah.
2: That's like a real Florida thing. Oh yeah. That's a
1: real Ohio
0: thing. Yeah, yeah and,
2: actually, that, yeah. that makes sense. There's no way those people on Ohio State can fucking read.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn so, straight. No, there's, there's a kid um, from, like, the next town over from where we record. Um, and if you're into football at all, you might know him. He was the quarterback for Ball State when they were really good, Nate Davis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and he, like, is a shining example of how our school systems around here just are absolute fucking failures the dude had maybe like a second grade reading level. Like he couldn't read the playbook when he made it to the pros.
3: Oh, I believe it. My all time favorite NCAA scandal was when UNC got busted because Butch Jones had a bunch of student athletes who literally could not read. And he was paying off tutors to take the test for them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's wild shit. Like it, it, and it's crazy
1: because it really makes me wish I would have focused on sports more as a kid because I wouldn't have to do that stupid school shit.
0: Right. Yeah, and Nate true. Davis was a true, like, an insanely talented like football player. Like he was incredible. But it's like, wow, like, and no one at the fucking college level like tried to like help you. That's that's fucking disgraceful. I mean, at
1: the college level, if you're only second grade reading level, I mean
5: what can you know you do? there's like there's yeah, yeah. Exactly. what can
2: you do but it's in the get in a t- florida state <laughs> <laughs> graduate summa cum laude Look, it's a fine safety school
0: oh man i didn't realize we were talking about uh, florida international there rob
2: fiu represent what's up
0: did you actually go to fiu
2: uh, I played sports down there. We dunked on them a few times. <laughs> they had a nice, they had a nice uh, gym, so we'd go down there for high school sports. That's a fucking surprise. That'd I like remember I used, up.
1: To, I used to pick them when I played NCAA because uh, they were like the worst team. So you could like start with them and build your way up.
2: Oh, I miss that game Me because too. you could like yeah. you could play as the coach and yeah. find, you'd have to figure out the right way to exploit each seventeen-year-old. <laughs>
0: No, what's funny is that wasn't like, a joke that was really how that game <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: yeah it yeah, was. no i had 08 and i played the
0: shit out of it and i love and like i love that dynasty mode and now oh, yeah. now that you put it in context i'm like oh is
1: that one of the ones man. where you could like go to kids houses and like try to convince them this, yeah, oh, yeah. To go to your school no eight.
2: but it, like i mean i don't know to what level is graphically rendered but yeah That's you would literally true. you would literally have like verbal options where the kid would be like yep. well coach i'm gonna be able to play right because i got to make money uh, you know, in the NFL, and I got to get playing time so I can buy my mom a house. And you you could have yeah. options that were just like you could lie, lie to him.
1: To him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could just lie yeah. and never start the kid yeah, ever. That,
0: yeah, you could you could one hundred percent just lie. There was no fucking ramifications for not starting this kid. You would just
1: get him on your team. That was all you needed. Yeah, and then
0: you'd have like the rich white quarterback that's like, I want to have my number to come play for you, and it's like, fuck yeah, kid, sure, why not? Don't give him his number. Fuck that kid. <laughs>
1: I mean I mean when I play NCAA as as like the superstar or whatever the fuck it is like if I if the team doesn't have my number like I I reload like fuck that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if they don't got number 6, I'm out. Like fuck you.
0: <laughs> oh man. So, all right. Let's start with uh
3: the
2: bo- Before we start, I I just cuz I feel like I want to clear the air a little bit. I am trying to bring like an a, a, a good energy, but it's just like I don't know if that was you Chris that mentioned Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. So like no offense, um the th- this is true. I'm very happy to be here, but I was supposed to be at the Polish embassy tonight for an event. <laughs> that's that's not a joke. That's literally true.
3: It's still hilarious though.
2: That yeah, the uh the Polish Prime Minister is actually in New York right now. That's awesome. Uh no yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I was like Wait, we got mandatory OT, so take a walk, fucking Werder Schla, who gives a shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but well, he's actually, he's, he's here with the, the New York City ambassador promoting the Royal Tour, which I guess is a movie about Poland, and then there's an embassy party afterward. NYU to Upper East Side is sort of a hike, but I was going to do it, because the party's supposedly really good. Like, the guest list has, it's the fucking who's who of Slavs. Like, other than me, right? But They have Thomas Radowitz, 2019 MVP of the Hungarian Racist League. He was going to do the key. Pope John Paul II, Jr., uh, the journalist in the basement being tortured for saying Poland can't win counter-strike tournaments without the AWP. Marie Curie's hot nephew, all of NYC's top blacksmiths, uh, a temporarily banned Lake Michigan boat captain, commercial fisherman slash human trafficker, The guy who makes and sells shurikens at the upstate Ren Fair. Um, (laughs) You know when one of your friends in high school uh, dies from drunk driving and then you get the shirt, their face, and then seven years later you're at Bowinkles Bar in Tallahassee and it's laundry day and you don't realize you wore it, so you you try to use it to get sympathy pussy from uh, 21-year-olds? That guy was there too!
0: (laughs) That's an awfully specific experience <laughs> but it's one that i have ex- like not perfect, <laughs> seen. It is one that i've
1: seen, yeah. <laughs> seen that old shirt there's always a couple like letters or numbers missing from it it's faded and oh hell yeah
2: look most people most people in the embassy weren't keen on having them but the ambassador insisted
1: it is poland like you, you gotta yeah they're gonna let that guy in
2: Also like he's best friends with a descendant of the original Knights Hospitaller, which we were all gonna coordinate and shout at and kick out of the embassy, just for old time's sake. Uh, Who else? John Krasinski, uh, the inventor of the Slavic Thug Life YouTube compilation channel. (laughs) Several, and I can't emphasize this enough, several mules wearing rollerblades, uh, and every mayor of a major Polish city not already covered under mules wearing (laughs) rollerblades. Uh, A tall, pale girl that turns out to be Albanian, Silvio Berlusconi, uh, my (laughs) uncle who tells people I have an MF gay degree from the Jew school. (laughs)
4: Uh,
2: uh, The faced monument to Marxism, half of a 2004 Kia Sorento left abandoned from the last event, Jim Davis, the creator of (laughs) Garfield. No- Nobel laureate and University of Katowice physicist Jan Burkinski, whose 2018 work on surface tension allowed for the creation of a harder base. And then just a couple local high school inventors uh, were going to win an award for their production of uh, medicinal grade hate speech. So, like, it that, <laughs> It would have been a fun night. You need but, a prescription um, for that hate
1: speech. Holy shit, that's got to be some next level shit.
2: Well, they're young, but they're smart, and you know, you could tell it's it's honestly, it's the hate speech isn't even that good. But we want to encourage them so <laughs> that when they grow up, they're able to really participate in Polish culture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be upstanding Polish citizens. But uh, but that, look, that's enough for me. I know we got stuff to talk about. I'm, I'm fine. I'm here. I'm ready to go. <laughs>
3: Thank you, thank you for sacrificing your evening, Rob.
2: Yeah,
0: thank you, Gray, for being such a gracious host. Rob, you are
1: just—you are braver than every single Polish marine out there. <laughs> thank you for your service.
0: What the fuck did you just send me? Yeah, what is you? What's, what's you, going
1: on? That's what we talk
3: about first? You,
1: Pete Booty <laughs> Judge is—he's fucking Ben <laughs> Wyatt from Parks and Rec. <laughs>
5: I feel like you're subtweeting me with this.
2: <laughs> like wait, you th- <laughs> you think that he's referring to you with the the Ben Wyatt thing?
5: No, I mean, I'm just saying I have to reschedule around because I have a board gaming group that I'm with and this hurts.
1: <laughs> Are you doing like D&D, but your role-playing is Ben Wyatt? I don't... <laughs> That'd be
0: great. That's the, that's the lamest fucking yeah. D&D campaign ever. <laughs> the most boring Holy character in that shit. show. That
5: We're is some playing just a lot it. of Gloomhaven, so maybe next time I retire a character.
4: That's...
2: The idea that you're playing Dungeons & Dragons not because you're like Ben Wyatt, but because you have a Parks and Rec RPG where you're playing the character of Ben Wyatt. So would
0: Leslie Nope kind of be like
2: the paladin because she's such a brave woman? Uh, No, she'd be like the bard because she's a dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a fucking liberal dipshit talking all day. Bad ideas.
1: I mean, it would literally be nothing but Bards. Like, if you were to role-play it, would just be nothing but Chris Bards. Proud oh,
0: yeah. the Jester.
2: Guys, we cannot go through and relate all of our favorite Parks and Rex characters to D&D archetypes. <laughs> yes, or we're we absolutely end up, like, can. Or, or we're going to end up accidentally voting for Buttigieg.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> They'll play this recording at the polling station and register 1,000 votes for him.
0: Everyone standing in line, you voted for Butt Geek.
3: So the article that everybody's freaking out about is, uh, the New York mag published this.
2: Who is freaking out about this? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, hey, Brett, listen to this shit right here. I know, sit down, sit down. Okay, you know the guy running for president? He's acting like his ass created the cones of Dunshire. <laughs> I know,
3: I'm heated too. I am actually heated. <laughs> The ones are
1: freaking out about this are your 24 year old white girl harry potter fans those are the ones that are freaking out about this
3: oh yeah this is this so this article buddha judge has been Wyatt, and then a list of how they're similar is just directed at the class that lives in dc it's just purely inside the beltway pundit types holy
1: shit i thought this was buzzfeed and it's not
2: no this is new york mag i love when people tell on themselves with optimism like the fact that you're just like oh that's probably like a white 24 year old. No, that's like 80% of liberals are like Ben Wyatt Ben Wyatt is my waifu. I don't know what that means. It's just fun to say foreign words, you know. So, I opened up
0: the fucking article and like got a bigger picture of what was the thumbnail and I honest to fucking god thought it was a picture of Leslie Nope and Ben Wyatt, but I'm I Maybe it is. I don't think. No, no, they
1: put, they, they, they fucking photoshopped his face over, over whatever the actors, Ben Wyatt in the, the, sh- the show. Yeah. That is Leslie Nope, but that's
3: Peter Booty Judge, whatever his name is. <laughs> Booty <Buttigieg>. Judge. <laughs> the, the most upsetting piece about this article is they actually have both, uh, the actors for Leslie Nope and Ron Swanson have been supporting Booty Judge on the internet. So Amy Poehler went out of her way to say Leslie Nope would support either Klobuchar,
2: Klobuchar, or
0: Of course she
3: or fucking Buttigieg. would!
0: That makes so much sense! Why is anyone surprised?
2: Hi, I'm, I'm technocrat Ron Swanson. Actually, data leads us to solutions, not intuition. <laughs> and then, Sips a soy whiskey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's such bullshit. Everyone knows that Ron Swanson would definitely be a Rand Paul guy.
2: Oh, 100%.
1: Yeah, he was it was Ron Swanson was such a weird character because it was liberals trying to be like it was, you know, the same thing as the NPR story I just told, you know, it's he's supposed to be this libertarian, but he's not that bad. Don't you see? He's actually got a kind heart. He just doesn't like
2: the government.
0: I see so much of my... We never
2: really got into his racial issues, did we? No, we did not. I didn't hear a whole lot about uh, immigration from Ron Swanson.
0: Plot twist, he was also a big part of the Ron Paul Ghostwriter scandal because it came out four (laughs) years later.
3: It's why season two is the best for Ron Swanson because they portray him as a whiny, crybaby bitch libertarian who can't actually stand (laughs) up to anybody who pushes him. And it's so fucking perfect that is that is that is the perfect encapsulation of libertarians and i'm sad that they instead went for oh wise conservative that you can find common ground with
1: he's just a quirky character who likes scotch and a lot of bacon isn't he fun
0: what i, I cuz i i've seen i think like season i know for a fact season 1 and then like 4 and 5 of 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 uh fuck parks and rec and I love Ron Swanson because the little pieces of uh, my Ron Paul 2012 phase, I'm like, oh, man, I can see so much of that in there. And, wow, I'm kind of happy. Yeah, I got Ron, away from yeah, that.
1: Me, Ron Paul <laughs> 2012, 17-year-old me, was like, hell yeah, Ron Swanson. And that, that's a problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Ron Swanson is cool as a character where you just see him, like, Eating the bacon and ordering more pancakes. It's not cool when you think about uh, him with his assault rifles getting winded and tripping, and <laughs> being knocked unconscious, <laughs> trying to run to his pillbox, which he made out, <laughs> made in his backyard.
0: <laughs> so the hunt episode in like season one, that's that's like dumbing it down. It was actually him with a bunch of assault rifles, not like all of them on a hunting trip. He was prepping in like the middle of the woods.
2: Honey, they're making these AR-15s heavier and heavier. I think I'm gonna have to pull the pillbox in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but this was actually
3: Nick Offerman as himself tweeting out to Buttigieg because uh, Buttigieg posted some fucking letter to the South Bend Muslim community and Nick Offerman's response was, thanks for this very good letter. It made me cry. Let's try and keeping." Let's try. Let's keep trying our best at America. Jesus. Thanks, oh, Nick Offerman. Man.
1: Thanks. I I can't remember. You know what? It's it's funny because I relate to Nick Offerman because centrist liberals make me cry every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the fucking reasons that he's Ben Wyatt might be the most fucking
1: because Ben Wyatt's the most boring character on that show.
0: Yeah, he's the white bread without the ketchup. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: the most boring character. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: He was in some other, like, kind of Showtime or Showtime adjacent, like, series that I watched last summer that I really enjoyed and I can't remember.
2: What is Showtime adjacent?
0: Like HBO sort of shit, maybe rich it was like people Hulu television.
1: Or the reason I've never seen Party Down or any th- or Game of Thrones or anything is because that shit's expensive.
0: Well, Game of Thrones, you're not fucking missing anything. So, yo,
2: I would love to work my way up to Showtime, but right now I'm adjacent, pretty close. I got a <laughs> Stars <laughs> subscription. Um, yeah,
0: no, that's exactly what I mean. It's like Stars or HBO or so, something like that.
2: <laughs> they got some good like Roman dramas. I mean, you can tell the set's fake, uh, but it's 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 pretty good, Chris. Pretty good. Chris, are you talking about Big Little Lies, the Reese Witherspoon
3: one? Yeah. <laughs> what
1: the fuck are you guys talking about? I've never heard of any of Yeah, I know.
3: I
0: enjoyed the shit out of that. <laughs> Did you? Yeah.
3: Big Little Lies is like a really, really well done, uh, I don't know how to describe it, TV romance novella. Yeah. It's a, it's an HBO romance novella. It's great. Yeah. It's very entertaining. You see what I deal with? And it's you fucking, it's theme
0: song goddamn slaps too. Yeah, like, the theme song was good. It's like a ten-minute song if you actually go like find it. <laughs> it's got
3: yeah, I watch it. It's got Adam Skarsgård and uh, or it's got <sighs> Skarsgård and Adam Scott in it. So it's like, oh, I'm here for this. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's dope. Okay, maybe yep. I'll check that shit out. Yeah, Even no, if they got a good. Dream Theater intro song. Okay. And Laura Dern, who's incredible.
0: Yeah, I highly suggest. I'm. I think the second season is out this summer. You still have to pay money summer, to see so. it
1: because like the only thing I have is Amazon, can give you and the that's because log-in I got for Amazon for that's free. That's baby.
0: <laughs> sharing logins is practice no
1: i got uh i got my amazon account i don't pay for three <laughs> years ago when you like every time if you don't have amazon prime anytime you buy anything automatically checks the box to sign up for amazon prime and i forgot to uncheck it so they charged me the 99 or 100 dollars or whatever and i emailed them and said hey i didn't mean to buy this refund me and they refunded me but they never took away amazon prime was, that
5: is praxis, baby. So for
1: three years, I've had Amazon Prime video and all the benefits of Amazon Prime, and I've never had to pay for it. That's fucking awesome. Excellent. So fuck you, Bezos.
0: <laughs> did more for so, more to stick it to Amazon than Bernie Sanders ever exactly. did.
2: <laughs> Rob, what were you saying? I uh, was just going to say, sorry for being quiet. I I, I only just discovered... The uh the white bread and ketchup thing. And then <laughs> and, and then he's just seamlessly using it in like similes and metaphors. Like, oh, yes. yeah, ben man. Wyatt is is the white <laughs> bread without the ketchup. And I'm like, I get that reference now. But it was the way he said it, where it was like so obvious that everyone would get that. You know? We have the same thing with John where he's just like, Come on, you wouldn't do that. That's like looking at Lowly without a proxy. <laughs> Hey, oh,
5: okay. what on
0: earth? Well,
5: <laughs> when I got this reference. Oh, fuck!
2: Wow!
0: Oh my god! Wow!
2: Wow! <laughs> Buddy, I'm just reporting it. You know? <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger, man. Uh, in a way, I'm a journalist. I
4: guess. <laughs> in a
1: way,
2: we're all journalists. Let's be real. Oh.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I am ex- feeling extremely attacked here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Listen, if journalists can post articles called "As Buddha a Judge Literally Park and Park and Rex Ben Wyatt," then we are all journalists. All right, which tragedy
2: do you want to cover next? We've got Notre Dame burned and Robert Kraft's dick.
0: How are either of those tragedies? Because we might <laughs> think, have to I see would...
3: Robert
2: Kraft's dick.
0: I was just going to say, yeah. rubber craft dick
1: is way more of a tragedy than Notre You know, King you Bernie.
5: don't have to watch the video. I'm just saying. Oh, it's like, yes, <laughs> it's I do. Like, oh, come I mean, on, John. Like, I mean, no, no, John, I, mean, it, I mean... John, it's, it's, it's a be,
2: heritage site. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's one of the most famous cathedrals. Of course I have to watch. No, I'm, just, I'm
5: just saying, like... I was like I was like this once. It was like the early 90s, like, oh I gotta see everything Obsessed on style
2: project. F- <laughs> I gotta see
5: I gotta see everything on style project. Oh, what's this goat se thing? I better Google it. I
4: better,
2: I better No, like, oh, shut what's the fuck th- up. No, this I have to stop you right <laughs> I there. Have to go we, through we every let, We let Quanon go, but you're not gonna call it GOAT SE. <laughs> it's goat The sea. joke is it's goat C or GOAT sex. No one has ever said goat se. <laughs> That's all I've always <laughs> said. I got goat se, you know, the second edition of goat. It's
0: like, what the, the one, fuck it, is wrong with It's like the error message that pops up on your computer goat.se has failed to execute. Fun, fun fact. Guys, have, all have, of you, have, those... have you seen
2: this tube girl shit? It's pretty wild. <laughs>
0: fun fact all
2: of those are black metal bands. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's some pretty brutal shit.
2: It's not. Guys, guys, have you seen this uh, two grills, one cup thing? I well, guess see, someone's barbecuing twice. That's <laughs> <some> weird <laughs> stuff. See, oh, that, that was God. the thing. That was the point is when is I had seen
5: every disgusting thing on the Internet and then two girls, one cup came out and I was like, nah, I don't need to see that. I'm good. I, I get I get what's going on here. Don't need yeah, to see but- that.
2: But Some... Why are you talking about Two Girls One Cup like it's season two of Westworld? <laughs> I mean, because you're you're going to probably get more
0: out of Two Girls One Cup than season Whatever two of Westworld. World, so... Absolutely.
5: No, I mean, I'm, look, I'm just saying. Uh, once you've seen enough like Chechen videos of them executing Russian soldiers, you just get really desensitized to all that stuff, and you're just like, oh, okay, another one exists. It's like, yeah, guess what? This old dude got his. Got his dick sucked by this middle aged Asian lady. Alright. <laughs> I don't know about you,
1: but I will never become desensitized to someone harming a soldier of the motherland.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you, that's very brave.
5: <laughs>
4: I tried. <laughs>
5: oh man, there were some there were some amazing videos in the early two thousands when the when the Chechi when the Russians were invading Chechnya again.
2: Amazing John. <laughs> I mean yeah. it's
5: just, this is where John
3: reveals his bloodthirsty nature. <laughs> we usually edit this... it out, but not this time.
1: Well, I'm gonna see, start seeing John at Chiller, Chiller Fest every year. We're gonna
0: <laughs> speaking of bloodthirsty, how do we all feel about the more?
1: <laughs> Dropping that bomb, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Chris. We did not talk about this beforehand. <laughs>
5: I'm just saying Mao had some good ideas when it came to landlords.
0: Listen, he did.
5: No, argu- to- no, <laughs> no argument <there. laughs>
0: He did. What can I say?
3: So we won't talk I'm- about Robert Kraft's dick, but just know it's it's on it its exists. way. I mean, it's,
5: I mean, I just hope there's audio to the video <laughs> so that someone can take it and do something interesting with it. Because, like, I mean, there's going to be some good memes out of this, and that's all I'm really hoping for. John, I, mean, if- I don't want to see Robert Kraft's
3: dick, but I do want to hear his orgasm.
0: I'm gonna take a guess. He's probably about five and a half inches, to half hard because he's old as fuck. I um, mean, but when
1: you take Viagra, it makes it a little bit longer. So, so it's, he's, he's probably actually doing better now than he's ever done.
2: <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to ninety four nine Zeta. We're out here guessing the length of Robert Kraft Patriot owner's dick. Uh, Chris, Chris, you're on the line. How big's that guy's dick?
0: <laughs> All right, Robbie, I think I got an answer for you. Um,
2: All right, let's hear it.
0: Robert Kraft's penis is six and a half inches, but
1: but it's bent oh. a little bit to the right, Whoa, so you got to take off dear. like a couple centimeters. And good uh, news,
2: boys! You just won two tickets to Hoobastank live in West Palm Beach. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Found a
0: reason for me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just off the top of your head, you had was Stink ready.
0: <laughs> no, the funny thing about Florida is it feels like so much of that fucking state is just a bunch of people that emigrated from uh, our butt fuck neck of the woods. <laughs> like, it's all just a bunch of people from, like, the Northern Panhandle, West Virginia and, and Ohio.
1: Um, old petite bourgeois from Appalachia. They all go yeah. down to Florida. You're right. That is
3: hilarious.
2: Look at your fancy ass coming out the holler and living in Fort Lauderdale. I don't, know, I don't know who that person is.
5: It's pretty much just everyone east of the Mississippi from the north goes down to Florida, and everyone to the west goes down to Arizona.
3: Having lived in both, yes, that's entirely accurate.
2: That's why Florida is so bad, though, because like when I came to New York, as toxic as it is, like there are neighborhoods here that have a defined character where people play into that. Like, if you're in the East Village, you're probably going to know your neighbors who are also millionaires or whatever at this point. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. you're like, oh, we're all in the East Village, so we probably have similar interests. Let's go. Yeah. Down we... in South Florida, everyone's like, I don't know any of my neighbors. I don't give a fuck about my neighbors. I moved here two years ago. They moved here 14 years ago. I wish they were dead. I'd have a bigger backyard. Fuck them.
1: That's ex- no, that's exactly <laughs> you know? how it is here. That is exactly how it is. <laughs> Today I saw something that you see every single day and that was a guy riding a Harley with a Harley jacket blasting Metallica right there in town. And then it switched no shit. he pulled in the t- he pulled into Family Dollar next to me and then it, sw- it switched to Blind by Korn, but he switched it to go to Pantera.
2: How's he playing that song on the Harley?
1: I mean it's loud as fuck. Like I had my window down and I was behind him and I could hear it. playing his day. And he had like b- But is
2: is it because like he has it, it, are there speakers on the bike or does oh, he yeah. have like a portable speaker? He's no, there's, play- spe- there's speakers
1: on the bike. You can see them. They're like – because it's a really – like where he's at, it's really wide or the whatever. Yeah. The handle is really wide. And, and they you have see like three the giant-
0: speakers. They have two tweeters and a sub. Yeah. yeah. One of
3: the like $5,000 upgrade packages for desperate middle-aged white men is just speakers that blare songs from the 90s rock stations. Yeah.
2: On repeat. Yeah, yeah. If I was driving around and I saw like – uh a guy blaring Metallica and Corn and shit, like that's pretty, that would brighten my day a little bit.
1: It would brighten like 17 year old me, but I don't know about, <laughs> I don't know about now.
2: Do you think like he has to st- like Bluetooth it to the speakers from his phone and that every once in a while while he's like revving up the song ends and like, hey you starts playing cause it was next <laughs> and he has to like fumble like, oh shit, oh I got to keep hands on the, on the chopper, no, but no, that- one, two, three, four. <laughs> That would really brighten my yeah, day same. a guy in a, a custom chopper just came by, handlebar mustache and everything, and was just like, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson.
0: Ooh, <laughs> I am for real.
2: Fuck that bro. That's a cool dude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> his no, fictional so that's, character. Like like Brett said, that's the five thousand dollar package for an additional two grand, so seven grand. Um it actually comes with songs built in and just alternates between Enter Sandman and Proud to be an American.
2: I'm thrilled to yeah, be really. an
0: American.
2: Did you just say, I'm thrilled to be an American? Proud to be an American. No, but did you say that just yes. now? Okay. Okay. I'm going to check the tape on that one. I'm singing the song.
3: At least I know I'm free,
0: and I won't forget the troops who died, who
3: who gave their life, their life for me, and I proudly stand up. And I proudly
0: stand up next to you. Yeah, everyone knows the fucking song.
1: I didn't realize this was a school event in the auditorium where we have to (laughs) sing this shit every time.
3: Y'all, was in the military. I know that fucking song Uh, real well.
0: Oh shit, you guys had like in your Humvees so you had the, I was never in humpy. your
4: let right now no, no. so y'all no, Brett
0: y'all had the fucking Enter Sandman and I'm proud to be American uh, mixtape on your Pete
2: didn't you this right now is the, one of those uh, telltale games choices We're on the left <laughs> on the left Brett's like just tell him I was in a cubicle and I was a weatherman but on the right there's like there's never been a better time to steal valor <laughs>
0: and everyone knows the right choice in this instance is steel valor. Come on.
3: I immediately jumped up, I immediately jumped the left choice. Fuck off, Rob.
2: Do you think even do you think even once in your life you've been like, "Okay, so the deal is when you've got a big cumulus and someone's been like, "Uh-huh, go on." No, I want to hear about you ripping Stacker X and driving around Fallujah listening to
0: <laughs> listening to corn. Listening to,
2: to corn. I want I want Got the Life at full volume confusing an Arab team.
4: (laughs) Oh,
1: fuck. You know it's Got the Life because it's got those subtle disco elements and they don't know what the fuck to do with that.
3: You know what? Night Shift Meteorology in Germany watching (laughs) Office Space on repeat?
2: (laughs) No, dude. That's not not exciting to you guys? You're driving into an Al-Shabaab stronghold with Limp Biscuits Break stuff playing and all the militants are like, damn, he's twisted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh,
0: just confuse all the fucking kids in Baghdad when they hear that.
1: <laughs> what country evaded us again? Because I have no idea what that is. These fucking aliens?
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. Jonathan Davis fucking rules.
1: I unironically believe that. So let's just let's just go. Yeah, no, the next he,
2: he rules. Next. <laughs> He, he's actually a senator now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, freak on the leash about the deficit.
5: Um,
0: <laughs> but um, real quick, I, I I guess before we move on, because I, I have to tell this story. It's about stealing valor. Um, my younger brother, uh, <laughs> when we were in high school, thought he wanted to go to the military, but he didn't. Smart man. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, in in rural Appalachia, the fucking army preys on you. It's oh, fucking yeah. crazy shit. Um,
5: but You can get out of here.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And so he had, like, a military jacket, and it, it was, like, pretty fucking legit. And we were in Pittsburgh, which is, like, an hour away, and we're at a, uh, a sandwich shop called Primanti Brothers, and we're hanging, and this, like, older guy, middle-aged, like, has, like, so, some sort of, like, army shit on. He goes... Oh, you're in the service? Buy you a drink. And my younger brother, (laughs) who up to this point would normally go, No, I just have the jacket. Got a little fucking tired of trying to explain himself. (laughs) And he just just leans in like whole whole hog and goes, Nah, I'm good, man. I appreciate it, though. But sometimes shit just, it really messes you up. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. <laughs> and that and like from that like he'd still wear the fucking jacket but like anytime someone would offer him like a thank you for, for your service handshake or, uh, or a let me buy you a drink he'd have a fucking story for him
3: <laughs> listen <laughs> <I'm trying> to- <laughs> if, it's not stealing valor if another veteran gets confused because that just means they're garbage at figuring out who <laughs> is in his own military
2: that's actually my secret because I know that they know actual bases and stuff, right? So they can test you now. So I wear 101st Airborne Division uh, patch and answer questions as if I'm in the 506 PIR from Band of <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> well, I, I did my training in Toccoa. Well, there's no base there now. Ugh, newbie, huh? This <laughs> greenhorn. You tell me you didn't run Currie every day? <laughs> three miles up, three miles down. <laughs> Hi ho silver. And when they're like what are you talking about? I'm like, now who's stealing valor? Like, <laughs> and on the way out I go, that captain winner's tab, put it on this guy. I, I got to say I love these stories
5: because man, do they explain just what kind of of lefty ass bubble I live in.
2: <laughs> yeah, like you can you can walk yeah, you can walk into any Applebee's in Florida and say you're Buck Compton and get a free app. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> if you aren't doing that, you're you're selling yourself short.
0: You you could probably do that in the Ohio Valley too.
3: <laughs> it's actually a solid segue. Let's talk about.
2: Well, I'm gonna ruin it. Yeah, I often like to say that uh, I served in Normandy because a lot of times they think that's in Syria. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh,
3: (laughs) speaking of liberal media bubbles john hello let's talk about let's talk about uh new york as the center of everything media but supposedly to new york mag also the center of socialism now
0: and they're (laughs) so full of shit oh my god center
3: center for all socialism these days apparently so the uh New York Mag did this whole piece. This was a little while back. I think we referenced it once (laughs) or twice, and they're talking about the the article is when did everyone become socialist? But it's written from a point of view of when did the Ivy League graduate social class in New York decide socialism was cool? And of course, it's very much the DSA version of socialism.
5: I can tell you. I can tell you when exactly. When (laughs) their parents couldn't get them jobs. Because they were still in theirs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, how did these petty bourgeois shitheads um, co-opt socialism? That's that's, I think, a more appropriate uh, title for this little bad boy. Well, we so. know how
1: they co-opted are and you know, they have they're some of the biggest, the biggest fucking podcast. Chopo is nothing but this. It's the same. That's what this ideology is. These these penthouse. Brooklyn socialists
0: in case y'all are curious like we're just now starting like Dave started to, to shit talk chopo and my dick is already harder and more erect than Robert Kraft's ever has been
2: <laughs> you actually don't know that oh that's a big problem that's a big problem on the left is making claims with no evidence me I've sucked Robert Kraft's dick and I can tell you that it's statistically unlikely that you're doing better
0: <laughs> bell curve baby <laughs>
2: I'm just saying those seven rings don't just fit on his finger.
4: <laughs> uh,
1: wouldn't that be a problem? I you know what, just we'll go ahead.
2: <laughs> How much detail do you want from this riff?
5: I, I'll let this no, is a no, choose. No, right no. We're adventure. good. We're good. I'm good. How much detail?
3: That's <laughs> good. Pass. Pass. I was gonna say, I will say, uh, I don't think you can count Matt Crismid as a Brooklyn socialite of any stripe or form. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now he's like uh, he, isn't he just like some kind of like fucking drunk from Cincinnati or something?
3: Yeah, he's a true fucking leftist. He's a drunk from Wisconsin.
2: Yes. The Wisconsin, there we go. Yeah. Um okay. So let me just let me just get back into character Brett-like. All right, you can do this. Come on, Chris (laughs) Hardwick. All right. Uh, I don't even know that woman. 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 I don't know that woman. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. So uh, you guys seem to not like Chapo, but I really have no reason to dislike them. That said, I'm not the most learned, uh, smart, or good uh socialist so fill me in since it seems like you guys are like really anti chapo no i hate
0: the shit out of uh, chapo
2: but so yeah fill me in because for me it's always been like wow what a great gateway thing to make socialism not fucking lame and
1: that's and that's exactly chapo does have its good its good bits and that that is part of that good bit is it does kind of create this it, it does create this gateway into further uh uh uh, socialist ideas but the problem is is beyond that it it becomes opportunist like aoc um bernie sanders and this kind of thing that we that we see as opportunists is they're they're claiming this title of socialism but they're relying on ideas on ideas and 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 actions that are reliant on current situations in power. They're still relying on electorism or the Democratic Party. And there's no actual discussion of worker power or unions, or there's no actual discussion of production and what it means to us. And, and you think
2: that's true of, of Chapo and AOC? And Bernie. Yes. And Bernie. All three of them? Because I feel like most Chapo episodes are uh, pretty clear about worker control and... Now, Chapo, I would say,
1: is better than Bernie and AOC. But I've seen, like, like from what, I mean, again, I saw, we both stopped listening a while ago, but from our experiences, there was one thing that really set us off was one of the hosts. Yeah, they um, got a phone call. Do you want to tell? Yeah. Um,
0: it was, because uh, I I would be remiss if I didn't say that Chapo is, is a big reason why Dave and I... Uh, hey, uh, you more than me. Right. But, <laughs> it, it, but it's okay. It,
1: my, my, I... It's okay. He listened to Chapo. I have much worse. I, re- I have read Richard Dawkins' books in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's... Go I ahead. never
0: had a new atheist face, so... De- death by guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: but
3: but you'll be one of the last. Now. That's okay. Oh, well.
2: I was in an evo-psych lab, so... Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I remember that's that. W-
1: that was my focus in college, was uh, evolutionary psychology, so...
0: But, Go ahead. Oh,
2: word? Hey, shout out to Trivers. That guy's out there doing work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so so I guess my, my the biggest issue with, with Chopo, I think, is um, to an extent, they kind of pay lip service to things. And, and like I said, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't stumbled upon Chopo when I was like angry and confused and just out of college and not knowing what the hell was going on um, politically. Um, but from there i got into street fight and street fights really cool because um they kind of have like this community around them and so like i was able to kind of branch out from there um but back to chapo is that right about the time of the teacher strikes um i was trying i wanted to unionize my workplace um that's that didn't happen that's complicated we can talk about (laughs) that
2: some other day but we i'd like i'd like to hear about that but but continue um but,
0: like I, I got in contact with another uh, Wob from around here, and we decided to like get some folks try to make a, a an IWW chapter. And at the same time, I heard um, on an episode of of Chopo like someone wrote to them because they have their ear like. Of a lot of people like they have a huge fucking reach Which, by the way right. this
1: is like one example we always reference so used to be a lot more but we've kind of central to like our issues with chapo to kind of this one example but i promise you there are other examples it's just this is a good descriptor it, of like a constant r- issue with them, yes we have. yes
0: yes yes um and so amber like they were answering fan mail on an episode and someone said i'm in like wyoming um, there's no like organi- organizations here. What is something good that I could do to kind of like help the cause, which I, at that time I was, I was feeling that I was like, hell yeah. Like I, I can't wait to hear them say something. And Amber opened up her fucking stupid ass mouth and said something about, <laughs> um, why don't you just fucking move? and uh, right there and right there i was like fuck you you're so full of shit you stupid And brooklyn. we've seen I, this kind of this very i know she's from indiana but
1: there's this disdain there's still this liberal disdain that i that i found among chapo for like the quote unquote you know flyover states and places like us where it's still seen that in, the out white out in the holler, yeah, yeah it's like wh- we
0: don't fucking know what we're talking about and a lot of it is like uh, the kind of bro- weird brooklyn socialist like I fucking graduated from Brown, like, journalism school kind of people um, that have the the ears of so many people don't actually fucking do anything. And we, we see Chopo um, as kind of personifying that more than 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 most people or most uh, uh, groups because you have uh, other really good shows like Rev Left and Brett and... and all of his like associates kind of really do some really awesome shit out in uh, Omaha and (coughs) around there. And we have some friends in like Wisconsin that do the same too. Um, So a lot of it comes down to how a lot of it, it's just discrediting a lot of uh, like, the opinions of a, a, a huge fucking swath
1: of people. Um, it's a section of the lib- of, of what we've always considered the liberal media, but it's taken a more leftist perspective. It's
0: the DSA kind of people, essentially just parroting what um, Hillary said about uh, deplorables and flyover country.
2: Really? That, Can I ask that's what comes you though, like, like, if so, they got what, like, an hour to a week, right? Yeah. If if they went into all of like the good useful, vital organizing that was going on around the country every week, uh, would that be a, a podcast that, like, a wide swath of people would really listen to? Um, you know what I mean? I, it does, like I I had this problem with Brett in Microcosm, where I was like, Brett, here's the thing. Asuka, if you actually watch End of Evangelion, Asuka would be your waifu. Hmm? But you can't start there. You have to start with something more accessible, like the original series. So
3: I... I agree with the accessibility thing. I do think they fall into the same trap that all New York media does of believing that their city is the most important, the only thing that really matters. And then they speak for everybody because they interact with other influential media people. One hundred fucking percent. You were right on it. I I think they're super valuable still because look at the right wing. The right wing has an incredible conveyor belt to get you from. I'm kind of interested in what. That guy said when he went on Joe Rogan to full-on fascist. And we need something right. similar for leftists. And I think they can be a good entry Joe Rogan type. So they're valuable. Uh, the
2: old, the old golden corral to Joe Rogan pipeline.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking yeah. thing, man. Like it's it's a process. Like you don't radicalize somebody with one step. So I think they're right. valuable. But I, I also get irritated that virtually everyone. With a voice in the media, including leftist media, is a fucking New Yorker because right. they always bring these preconceived notions. They always assume they know everything about the country based on living in one region. I will say Matt Crisman is significantly better and it shows when he gets his own little spots. But yes, that that right. fucking drives me crazy, too. Having yeah, lived I- all over the country, I fucking hate that the Northeast thinks that they know everything about the rest of the country when it's largely filled with people who have been to four states and thirty countries. Fuck
1: and all you, that- see more of the yeah. country, yeah. and all yeah. that does is alienate fellow fellow workers. I mean, we see it around here. So many of, of, of workers that would that could le- f- lean to the left and see these some of these better ideas still see the the <clears throat> the coast as these elites and places like Chapel aren't helping that. Again, there's no exactly, direct yeah. worker. Yep. I don't, I don't see um, any direct worker action as much as I see it taken from a perspective, just as a further from the once liberal media pundits. But just now it's a little more left. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, we already
2: got unions here. It's not our fault that you guys can't figure it out. <laughs> Fucking do better.
0: <laughs> so that's, that's why like, as far as shows go, like probably my favorite right now is, is the trailbillies because they, they, yeah. They do hit on like some more like I guess quote unquote theoretical discussions. They have some some like more ideas in there. Um and they just try to hash stuff out, but they also keep it like local and they talk about what's going on in their community and, and I think that the people especially like in our neck of the woods really, really appreciate that and they wanna hear what's going on, um because like our fucking local news stations are they're, they're dog shit. Like they're all in oh, by yeah. Sinclair. Yeah.
2: Like oh and and I th- clear channel and Sinclair they got your radio they got your tv oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah and it's awful <laughs> I, I get that like wanting to see yourself represented in the movement yeah. it's it's tough
0: yeah it's just- it is for sure um and like Chopo, uh, in in again it is valuable to a certain breed of, of person but if i run into someone here that that's confused and angry I am sure as shit not going to point them to Chapo.
1: And I know we have our issues with Chapo, but like, I'm not going to gulag Chapo, you know? Like, that's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <I don't, laughs> that's.
4: All right,
3: wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> okay, so on the spectrum, who do you gulag? Like, DSA, AOC, Bernie, Chapo? Any of them? None of them? All of them? Uh, I would say that we gulag. Would we gulag Bernie?
0: And uh, AOC, but no, oh, we wouldn't... I'd, I'd, ask, I'd ask Bernie a little bit about his, his foreign policy first. <laughs> well, we, uh, we've and heard see, his foreign and policy. See, and see how he really feels about it. I'll give him a, a chance to redeem himself.
1: I don't say, we don't go do like Chapo. DSA, it's going to have to be a person-by-person process.
3: Uh, that's um, fair. So just all the white dudes.
0: So. Yeah, most of Brooklyn <laughs> DSA, you're fucked. Because there sorry. are a lot, of, we've <laughs> talked
1: about before, a lot of what the local DSA branches do in their communities is a lot of good. It's just, you know, we have issues with yeah. the national... DSA uh, and a lot of the positions that they choose to take,
0: right, and a lot of pis- positions they choose to take are reflected in their in their New York chapter. You know, it's still a
1: lot of reform. It's still this. It's you know, it's stop killing Rosa Luxemburg, you bastards! Like, and that's <laughs> continuously what they're doing.
3: I do think i I think the leftist movement is so nascent still is why you get the reform thing because at the end of the day, a lot of people are terrified of change, right? They're terrified right. of the yeah. entire country changing. For sure. And that's what you're saying with revolution. And unfortunately, they need to see it fail. They need to. The only way to get people radicalized is to give them the option to do this reform thing is to get them started on that. Watch as the DCC shuts down all ability to run primaries and every rich donor starts going out of their way to crush Bernie. Right. And see that this is why reform probably isn't a realistic option. If Bernie can get elected and get us Medicare for all before revolution, I'll fucking take it. But I, I don't know that it's a legitimate option long term, but it's it, I think, unfortunately, they need to go through that process of seeing it, watching it get destroyed, because like I I, I kind of don't blame them. You don't want to move towards revolution immediately, Like especially if you're coming from liberal. You'd love to believe that you could convince your other former friends who are centrist idiots to, to fucking get with the program, but that's probably not going to happen. And power is so concentrated in such a few hands at this point that like... They're going to resist tooth and nail everything. Just you see literally any reaction to a leftist at this point uh, with with the way the DNC is run? Anything that they can do to shut shit down, they will. And that's and we, not going to stop.
0: We've had similar discussions amongst um our, our fellow me- members of the West Virginia uh, IWW, and um, that's something that we talk about a lot, is that people do flock to power because building shit from the ground up, especially when you don't have some sort of like base that has resources, like, and I think that is why too. You the have so into power much gives you resources. Yeah, so much, yep. so much of of the northeastern voice kind of gets uh, uh amplified because they do ostensibly have like the resources and the means, whereas like folks like us don't, and so it's a lot harder to get people. Even like, I have five dollars in my pocket right now. That it's all I have for the next
1: two days.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and
3: it's dollar store spaghetti. Been there. Hells yeah.
2: <laughs> or you could respect yourself and just go on a nice little water fast. Huh? <laughs> Dude, I wish D- I knew about then you, fasting D- when you I was... five do- Then you got that $5 for the weekend. I wish no, I knew no. about
3: water fasting when I was living on like 15 grand in Seattle. That would have been amazing.
2: <laughs> Holy shit. It's pretty
0: dope.
3: Yeah, I didn't know about that. So I was just like, man. Uh, so my, my the thing I like to make is... Uh, yellow rice and chicken because I'm from Florida and there's a lot of Spanish food there. Yeah, and you could, yellow
2: rice has no nutrition. You, you could whatsoever.
3: tell how you could tell how poor I was by what went in it. So it's like when things are good I've got chicken and vegetables and all this other stuff and then by the end it's just rice and maybe peas oh, if I'm really damn. lucky.
1: Oh no, you got that little you know that little like because uh, butter lasts long lasts longer than you think. So you, know, you got that little like tiny square like hidden behind the hot sauce in <laughs> the door that's also in the rice.
3: Fuck yeah.
2: I have a question about... Uh, so, so that thing you guys were saying about people flocking to power, yeah. doesn't that also work in terms of narrative? Like, right now, people flock to PewDiePie and Ben Shapiro and Joe Rogan because they're powerful and their voices are amplified in a major way. And that, along with allegedly <laughs> Golden Corral, as previously mentioned, <laughs> leads people to fascism. So in that way... Even if something like Chapo doesn't actually lead to direct, immediate, organized by them action, wouldn't you say that? Like, well, I mean, I can tell you firsthand, it just from the New York perspective, which I know you guys can't get enough of. Oh, yeah. Like, it's tough to get people to a healthcare rally. You can definitely get more people to a Chapo live show. Right. You know, it was tougher five years ago. And the numbers only go up as people stumble upon a worldview that explains their alienation, but does so in a way that doesn't prey on divisions between races. That seems like a good outcome. But
1: then, what does Chapel do with all those people? Do they continue? What What have we seen other than? And I'm asking out of genuine genuineness because. Right. I, I I that... But when they had these large crowds, what? I mean, I get it. They they they're very successful, and what they've done as a gateway and as presenting these more left lefty ideas to a liberal media is more presentable. But what now that they have all this audience and this massive Patreon, what are they? Oh, what God, else are they yeah. doing? That's like-
2: yeah, well, moving moving away from the Patreon for a second, I think this is part of the larger conversation that people are having about like leftist representation in media. Yeah, because the right and <laughs> capital is so powerful and entrenched that you know one of the ways you make reform or revolution more palatable is by undercutting that power with you know by making it seem absurd or stupid or at least approachable or human in the way that you know right. makes them fallible and not a monolith but it was so like i mean go ahead
1: oh so i was just gonna say sorry i was just gonna say that you know but but we're not gonna find the revolution in media because we're gonna find the revolution in workplaces
2: and no no yeah but there's levels right like like i if chapo gets someone feeling like they're not alone and not crazy for having these ideas about the current system i feel like it's not that far a walk to get to Rev Left Radio.
1: Okay, yeah, you're not going to start at Rev
2: Left. No, no teen is going to be like Rev Left Radio. Let's see who this Deleuze guy is. Nobody (laughs) cares.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a. I think you really hit on uh, a big point because that's a big part of of my kind of adventure to where I am now. And like I said, it started with Chapo and started with Street Fight. Um, and Street Fight talked. Even kind of in passing.
1: Well, Street Fight was but, very worker centric. Uh, yeah, centri- they, which they was would really tell cool. stories
0: about p- how people were upset at work, and then they'd have the Colin show, and like, even like on the Colin, like someone's like, "Hey, I don't know, like what to do. Like, I we don't have a union. Like, we have no representation. Is there anyone like that you guys know? Because you have like, the ears of a lot of people that I could reach out to. And the f- immediately the first thing out of Brian's mouth is, "Talk to the IWW." He's like, they do a lot of really cool stuff. And if they can't help you, I'm sure that they, that there's, they know who to point you to, uh, in your area. And that person is now like a a full time, like union organizer too. So
2: yes. Street fight is really, really good. Like number one and and number two, the fact that it's like a two and a half hour long live call-in show lends itself to being more directly helpful to individuals.
0: So I think that, that the way that Chopo can be helpful is as that stepping stone, like, like, like y'all have outlined. Um, but I think that it can also be bad and that it's just, it's essentially, you're just going, it's essentially another DIY scene. I I was in music for, for several years and the people and their ideas is just, it's just a big fucking circle jerk and nothing. It gets hard to leave that. It gets hard to to push further.
3: I was going to say, I think, AOC, Bernie, DSA, Chapo, all fall into the bucket of, they're really helpful. They inject the ideas into the popular consciousness. They're actually given some, some oxygen on major channels, which allows the beginning of the socialist stop, but inherently because they are a palatable version, they are never going to be truly great as leftists. So they're always going to be really easy to criticize, if that makes sense. If you are uh, doing well enough to get people on board if you're the salesman you are always going to be like a little off from what the core actually wants you to be doing and i, I to me yeah. that's just it's an acceptable compromise for a good while especially while the left is relatively small and building and doesn't really have a consistent power base or history or anything like that like for right now i think it's more than acceptable it's just valuable um, over time though yeah you would you would like to either have them themselves move left with you or do you slowly phase them out and put in somebody else who's a little bit better?
1: And that's, um, I think it was you who said this earlier, uh, Brett, was the fact that they're going to realize that after a long enough that it's still not working, you know, and they're, it's, yep. and, and it's going to work in an accelerationist fashion. And I, th- I agree with that. And I think that they'll continue to see that this isn't working and we need to continue to push for actual revolution because AOC and, you know, there, there's too much power. Uh, uh, there, you can't work within the confines of power. You just can't.
3: Yeah, I, and I'll hate Chrisman again. He's been saying that for a while. Uh, I'll give him total credit for that, that electoralism's not the answer. It's not going to work. He's just watching to be entertained at this point. And, like, I, right. I, I, hate, I hate the accelerationist take because it's bullshit because there's needless suffering on that, that front. Right. But sadly, sadly, right, exactly. our country seems like the kind of place where people won't make a realization unless it punches them in the dick a few times. So I, oh, I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm kind of forced to just wait for that to happen, which blows, because in the meantime, tons of people are suffering needlessly.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's I think I think that you really hit on the crux of the fucking frustration, Brett. I I really think you did. And that um like when Dave and I talk there like and when we tr- want to do stuff in in our communities cuz we're both really big for fr- big fans of Fred Hampton and the Chicago Black Panthers. Um and what they did with their communities and how they were about self defense but they weren't about like starting fucking wars in the streets um is that it was peaceful enough to to get people on board and it also gave people material improvements it built the alternative structures oh, right. and we want to do that we 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 don't want to see more and more people suffer before people get the get the picture um because we do not have a lot of time to like i feel like handle this stuff
1: well but at the same time at the other side of the coin the reason that it was much easier for them to to uh to do that organization black panthers did was because we have to admit that being black in chicago in the in the 60s was much worse than being white in appalachia
0: right but i mean you still hell you still have the appalachian migrants too you have the young patriots you have the young lords and they united all of them to to implement these programs but um, I, unfortunately, am going to have to take off in a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I can
3: go ahead and wrap. That's fun. A few last yeah. thoughts. One, the IRA has a palatable political arm. So clearly you can join the two together, <laughs> right? Maybe that's not the best example, but Sinn Féin exists. They, they do some decent work. Like, it, sometimes the radical group requires some uh, cover so the government doesn't come fucking murder them. Enough. right. That's I was okay. gonna say the, that's true. Okay.
5: In the U.S., you have just a history of uh, left groups just being fucking murdered. As you do, you, as we saw with sure. Fred Hampton. Where yeah.
3: the only thing the FBI and CIA have ever been good at, because they're fucking garbage at everything, is murdering leftists. That's about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not fucking wrong. <laughs>
3: yeah, and I, and I was gonna say the the only other thing I would say to wrap up is. Also, don't ever judge anything by what Amber says. Somehow, at a pod with four straight dudes and one woman, she's easily the most problematic and shittiest.
0: Oh my God, she <laughs> is. Is she? I don't know. I don't she's know how a, that's she's possible, a f- but like fucking idiot, like just a total fucking doofus. I'm sorry. Doofus,
1: <laughs> you went there. Shit.
0: She's just a <laughs> dick. <laughs> yeah, no, she's a she's a fucking dipshit. But why? Um, say what? Why?
3: Why is she dipshit? As previously explained, the whole f- oh. fuck anybody in, a, in Wyoming.
0: Yeah,
5: I, I gotta be honest. I I I don't oh, yeah. know if I heard if I if this is the same bit or I remember that, but I do remember her talking about something similar. Where I don't think she was talking about like when she was talking about moving was they were trying. To, I think the person was trying to revive the Democratic Party over there. <laughs> and there and i think that was where the issue was was oh jesus it's christ it's just dead like i mean i think they were at talking more about a democratic socialist democratic oh. socialist method not like an actual worker power I, I if if it's the one i'm thinking of it could she be she also
3: in general just has terrible hot takes about like about like Bolsonaro fascist bad takes, like she's just all over the fucking map.
5: Yeah, she she enjoys she enjoys uh getting into Twitter fights uh online so, or on <laughs> through her mouth. So yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we are we are officially canceled because according to our overlord Bolsonaro, we are the Nazis. So yeah. I don't.
3: Yeah, I love that right wing talking point. The left is a true Nazis because they said socialist in the name. It's like the fucking the fucking poem is literally they came for the socialist first and I did nothing. Like, right. I don't know how much more clear they can be about this shit. But it's I mean, I I, sometimes I admire the right wing for just recognizing that the media is filled with dipshits. And if you just lie your fucking face off with confidence, they'll just go
5: along with it. I mean, you're you're not wrong. (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, the centers the, 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 the Democrats, do the same fucking thing. They're they don't have the confidence
3: dumb. to back it up. They'll always back down. They'll always back down.
5: No, no, no. But I mean, they're just lying to the. They're just lying to their constituency as well. It's just. Oh yeah, you know. but
3: they don't have the confidence to stand up to questioning. If somebody's like, "Really, is that true?" They'll be like, "Oh my god, you've caught me. I'm sorry." I don't know. They'll just say a poll
5: says this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's sure. It's always one step removed. Um. In general, or, to wrap. I would say, yeah, maybe Chapo isn't the best thing in the world. Instead, listen to Mandatory OT or Dumb and Awful. We are also vague leftists who are even dumber than Chapo.
1: I'm going to be honest. You guys are like one of my favorite podcasts. And fucking lame. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: was going to say, oh, no. so <laughs> and that's beca- no, because-
2: Don't undercut all the good points you just made. <laughs> 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 we'll edit this out. Don't worry. Thank, yeah, definitely. Dave,
0: stop. You're making us look like fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm
1: just saying I have never laughed as hard as I can in the Koopo bit. So that's what that's the greatest <laughs> bit ever written. It's <laughs> the Final Fantasy Coupo bit. That's you guys should put that in a museum.
0: I don't know, woke Borat on the last episode. Had me going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much, y'all, for having us yes, on. This was lot. fun. Thanks Absolutely. for, for getting for letting us rant a little about uh about Chopo and shit. Anytime, we,
3: anytime you guys want to shit talk New York, let me know. As
5: one of those effete northeastern socialists, let me just say, <laughs> no, it was fine. It was, it was. It was <laughs> <very> <laughs> I mean, I can't complain. I've been to enough Boston DSA meetings, and I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs>
0: um, I, I was but, about, to, I was about to say, some if you, I, I can't even remember. I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I'm the one who smoked. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: I'm the one who smoked pot before the show, and you're the whatever. All right.
3: <coughs> <laughs> all right y'all listen to mandatory ot uh join us on discord talk shit mandatory t comes on there sometimes as well uh, like subscribe rate rate reviews all that good shit thanks y'all peace